0: The pandemic that is COVID-19 has impacted the world over. Here at Tiffin University, it has affected our campus community greatly. Last semester, we made the difficult decision to move to an online learning system. Since then, the staff and faculty have been working diligently to ensure that not only would we be able to return students to campus, but also guarantee that our campus would be safe and protected. Welcome back to the Euphoric Collective. This is Destin Pfeiffer, joined by a very special guest here today, President Schumacher here at Tiffin University. Thank you so much for coming out today, President Schumacher.
1: It is my pleasure.
0: So often, more often than not, actually, we come here to go to college and start our collegiate careers as freshmen or transfer students even, and we hear, I guess, every day about who our professors are. Every day of the new semester, we meet our new professors, and they give us introductions of who they are and where they've been in the past. and all of their great accolades, but often that we don't get to hear about the president of the university. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from?
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Destin, for giving me the opportunity to do this. So where I'm from, I'm originally from south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But when people ask me that question, oftentimes the next time, the next question is, well, where did you go to high school? And and um. It's hard for me to answer that question because at four years old, I moved from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to an, another city in Connecticut and then moved to um, outside of Seattle, Washington. And then when I was 13 years old, my, my father got a job with the US State Department in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and we moved to Saudi Arabia when I was 13. And we lived there until I graduated from college. And so I traveled back and forth and actually went away for high school and went to a boarding school for for high school in Europe um, So whenever people ask me where I'm from, um, I always have that answer, and so it's always much longer than I want it to be. But that's <laughs> the shortened version of where am I from? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what made you choose education? I know that you know, out of the many different things that you could possibly go into, and choosing to choose education and stay with it, um, why would you do that?
1: So I am from a family of educators. My father is is an educator himself. And I distinctly remember um, just you know being very fond of education and being very proud of um, you know learning and and knowing that never could anybody take that away from me. Um, I also distinctly remember being a college student myself and that experience for me and really wondering, wow, could I do something like with a career and of college environment, and, and I learned, not right away, but learned over time that there was an amazing career path in higher education that that existed for individuals, and um, that there was really an opportunity to de- dedicate my career to it. So that's how it kind of came about.
0: So then, why did you choose Tiffin? Out of all the different colleges and university, what stood out to you about Tiffin University?
1: Great question. So I actually started my career at heidelberg it was heidelberg college at the time and my husband was here at tiffin university and we found our way here through contacts and so i always tell students that networks are so important Um, and so who you meet um, and always wanting to keep those connections are critical Um, so if students are not on linkedin you need to be on linkedin that's a very very um, important contact and network today um, but it was through a connection that we ended up coming to Tiffin, Ohio, and the first time around, uh, my husband was here and I wasn't, and we were in, a, in this community, and our children were born. I have two daughters. They were born here in Tiffin, Ohio, and then um, I started my career in student affairs at Heidelberg, and, and then we moved away for about eight and a half years and then had the opportunity to come back to Tiffin, Ohio and I came uh, to Tiffin University as the dean of the business school. So Paul Marion uh, was the president at the time, and he hired me to come back to Tiffin University. And I've been here ever since.
0: Well, that's a great story.
1: It's, a, it's, it's an interesting story, but one that I think is important because I vividly remember that when Ron and I made the decision to leave Tiffin, Ohio, I never thought we would come back. Um, not because we didn't love it here, but because you know we thought maybe we'd be on to just different experiences. And so both of us left and our famu- family continued and our professional careers continued and we were doing extremely well. But I'll never forget the time that we both had the opportunity to come back to Tiffin University and it meant a lot to both of us professionally and personally to be able to come back to this community And that says a lot about this institution. This institution meant and means a lot to not only myself, but to my husband and to our family. And this place has a way of getting in your blood. It really does. And it's an amazing little place called Tiffin University. And so we came back. So we have been here twice. And so I hope that shouts volumes in terms of how much the place means to me.
0: Kind of going off of that, um, speaking about how proud you've been to not only be here the first time, but then to come back and realize that you've had such a great experience here and that you've kind of made a home for yourself here. We try to emulate that as much as we can here on campus. And we talk highly about how we're all proud to be dragons and how we have that high um, dragon pride rate that we all have here. But for you personally, what does dragon pride mean?
1: I could talk about this for a long time. So, you know, I, I have watched Tiffin University as An institution of higher learning grow for at least three decades and I remember when this institution was so young in so many ways and over those three decades we have become um, we have grown in so many ways and not only in terms of physical buildings one in which we are sitting here in right now such great 21st century technology but also, in terms of just the look and feel of who we are as an institution. But here's what's amazing about that. We've never lost the feel of who our students are and who our employees are. And that that feeling of getting into your blood and Tiffin University being something that is very close to your heart has never really been lost. And so, Whether you're a first-time, first-generation college student, or you're an employee that's been here for 25 years, or you're an employee that has just joined us in the last two years, everybody has a commitment to this place that just shows, and people feel it when they come to campus. And that's what um, the pride that I have for this institution, I think, is probably The one that means the most is that you just feel it and you see it, and you not only physically see it by the the structures around campus, but you physically see it in the people that are here.
0: Thank you for that. Um, So being here for um, the time that you have been here, and seeing all the great things, you know, like you mentioned, seeing how we've come about, just like the room that we're sitting in right now, things like that have just came over the years there's also been a number of events I know homecoming is some of the bigger things that we always try to talk about every year but from your experience in being here for as long as you have been what have been some of the favorite moments or I guess events that you've seen
1: there are many of them um so probably my probably my two favorites oh gosh it's hard for me to even pick two but My two favorites are probably commencement and convocation, right? And so, you know, commencement is this time where you just see our students so excited about graduation, and they are now ready to go into the world. So whether it's their undergraduate degree or their graduate degree, you know, they're excited, and I love I don't know if I can do it anymore, but I will do my darndest to shake their hand or give them a hug as they're walking across the stage and seeing their excitement and and listening to their families cheer for them, seeing their nervousness um, and and, and their their anxiety in some cases. But that's just this exhilarating feeling that they have and, and just this excitement across their face about what is to come for them. That is why I get up and do what I do every day. And then with convocation, it's the same kind of feeling, but it's the start of their collegiate journey. So again, some of the same emotions, um, but the start of a very selfish, um, self-discovery time for young people or old people, or no matter where they are in their collegiate journey, um, they're starting that education with us. And those are two very, very special times for students, regardless of what journey they're on, you know, whether it's an undergraduate degree or a graduate degree, they're starting that with us. And so those are two very, very special events. There's nothing like a homecoming event or, you know, um, a celebration of any kind of academic honors. Um, they're all fun, they're all wonderful events. And, and um, anytime I get to interact with students, those are my ultimate favorite events.
0: It's great that you bring up the fact that convocation and commencement are two of your favorite events here. One being, you know, your freshman year, your very first experience, real experience being welcomed to Tiffin University. And the last being, you know, your commencement, kind of like your, your positive send-off into the real world, wherever your next or wherever your journey may lead you. Um, but by the four years or, you know, your time here spent at Tiffin University, by the end of it, you kind of built yourself, kind of similar to your personal story, as a student, you've built yourself like a family. You meet the people that have the same majors that you're in, or maybe they share the same sports, or maybe here for like someone like myself, you're in band together, and you're in different small ensembles, or you're touring together, and all the many different things that we do here. Um, do you feel like we give off that, that home-like feeling to any student?
1: I really do. You know, we were just talking this morning at our meeting of our leadership team um, about how we have this amazing way at this institution. And this is another thing that hasn't changed over the time that I've known Tiffin University, either from afar or, you know, directly being involved in the institution. We haven't lost that sense of every individual, whether that is a prospective student, whether that is a visitor to campus, whether that's an actual student, a friend of the institution, a donor, um, you know, anybody that is part of our institution or has crossed our path, we have treated with the utmost um, respect, open arms, um, welcoming kind of feel. And I am always getting comments from people on that. And that just warms my heart. And so it's not something I just think you know, makes us unique, but it's something that people tell me all the time. And they don't just tell me that, they tell everybody on campus that. And so whether it is a student holding a door for an elderly individual that's walking across campus, um, or just, you know, a warm smiley face that that we have as we, as we walk by each other or just asking how you're doing, all of those things make such a difference. Helping somebody find a particular office on campus, all of those are examples of the simple things that happen on campus. And those happen every moment, every day at Tiffin University. And so that feeling of family-like atmosphere, no matter who it is, happens every single day.
0: And being that we're such a closely knit family and with the size of our university, that's one thing that I've always admired, actually, because I have friends that have gone to bigger universities and things like that. And they hardly know, like, almost anyone. Like, they have their group of friends here and there, but it's not the same experience that we have here at Tiffin, um, that we have like the size of campus that we can move around and talk to other people from other majors and really get to network like you were mentioning earlier. And it's the people that you know and it's these experiences that we make now that we're in college that'll really help us once we're actually out in the real world and we're out you know, trying to handle ourselves as in our professions and in our careers but last spring, the um, rise of COVID-19 was a big shock to a lot of people, specifically in the educational world, because it was something that was kind of unexpected and really hit us out of nowhere. How was it to feel that, you know, knowing that it could have potentially affected us last spring?
1: You know, there are a lot of challenging things when you're in a leadership position. Um, And when you're a leader of a, of a, university or college where you're responsible for a whole bunch of individuals. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty taxing and really scary, right? In terms of what happened back in March. And no doubt that was one of the most challenging times and continues to be because you know this isn't behind us. And so, yeah, you know, March 11th was a very difficult day for not only Tiffin University, but in the state of Ohio, that was the day that a lot of institutions made a decision to make that switch to online, you know, for in the best interest of, of the safety of all of our students and our employees. And so we did that. Um, you know, reflecting back on it, I'm very, very thankful to everybody that had anything to do with that. We had some hiccups. Every institution did. But I think overall, we did it pretty well. Part of it is because half of our institution is online. So we understand that market, we understand that delivery and that that modality for learning. So we were able to, I think, do it a little bit more um, seamlessly in most cases, but for many of our students, they weren't used to that. And so there was still that learning curve of understanding what it meant to now switch online um, in literally 24 hours. And so that, no doubt that was a challenge. It was extremely difficult. And those decisions continued throughout the spring semester, and they continue today. And, you know, we're not through this. And when you're dealing with a pandemic, um, there are lots of decisions you have to make, sometimes literally within minutes, and sometimes you're not going to have all the information to make a Perfect decisions and frankly, there is no perfect decision when you're dealing with situations like this So you do the best you can with the information that you have, but to answer your question. It's tough It's very very tough and challenging. But if you keep in mind that the very first question you need to answer is Are you doing the best you can to keep your students and your employees safe? And if the answer to that question is yes, then you're making the best decision and you're moving in the right direction.
0: So even with that being your your main point, and I thank you for that, for the hard decision, but was it easy for you to see all the students here just have to leave?
1: No. (laughs) I mean, that's the reason we're here and the reason we're doing it. And, you know, my heart went out to every single student In particular, my heart went out even more to every graduating student, right? And so here we are in March, and for those students that were graduating in May, this was their last six weeks, right? Mm -hmm. And so imagine the anxiety for those students, imagine the anxiety for students that were graduating from high school, all those different dynamics. And so, yeah, absolutely, it was extremely tough for so many individuals to, to get through it. But what a resilient group of students, right? Mm-hmm. What a resilient group of students we have um, that we were all able to, to to work through that and get through that and, and, and look back on it now and say, oh my gosh, that was definitely tough, but we made it, right? We made it and we're still going through it um, and we've learned from it. You know, anytime you have any kind of disruption or situation like this a pandemic, um, in our situation, it's always, you know, it's always good if you can learn something as a result of it, right? So you can come out on the other side of it stronger. And I think as an institution, we've done that and we will continue to do that. And hopefully as individual students, you know, our individual students are learning as a result of that. Every opportunity I can I tell our students, you're resilient because you've been able to learn through this and make it through this, because they are, and they continue to be, and you will continue to be through this. This too shall pass at some point in time, and we will manage through it until it does.
0: Definitely. So I mentioned, or you mentioned before that you're a parent and that you have children of your own. Now, having children of your own and also being the head of a university can have its differences but do you feel like going through all of this and having to kind of say okay this is now someone else's child but I'm also a parent so I can sympathize with that parent saying you know I want to keep someone else's child as protected and as safe as possible do you feel like being a parent that it's helped you kind of make decisions with all of this
1: absolutely absolutely I always try to put myself in that parent's um shoes when I'm making the decision um, first and foremost. And if I, if I, if I wasn't a parent, it may be harder to do that. I don't know, but, um, that's my lens. Um, that's the lens by which I, I am making decisions right or wrong. Um, that is my lens because I would want to do what I thought was in the best interest of, I mean, you're all my children in one way, shape or form, right? I'm responsible for you. And so, um, that is my lens when I'm making decisions and, you know, I have to remember that, as a parent, my children aren't always happy with my decisions either, right? But I have to do what's absolutely best in my opinion for them, so absolutely it does help.:
0: So after we've um went remote last semester, when did the planning for this year begin?
1: So pretty much right away, you know, we started to take notes, and we we created a an institutional response team pretty. Um, right after um, we we went online in March, we started to meet weekly and and brought individuals together um, to make decisions that we needed to make. And a lot of times those decisions were just-in-time decisions. In some cases, they were reactive decisions. In other other cases, they were proactive decisions. All the while, we kept deciding, all right, if this continues, what are we going to do? So we were doing kind of a multitude, if you will, of planning and, and the, first, the first series of plannings were short term. So what are we gonna do to get us through the semester? What were we gonna do to get us through commencement? Right. So kind of the short term, if you will, next six weeks. Things that you know, impacted the residence halls and students in the residence halls, meals, how are we gonna deliver those? A whole multitude of decisions we had to make within that short period of time. How are we gonna handle commencement? All those things that we ended up doing. Then we also knew that we were gonna to have to start a series of scenario plannings for the summer and then into the fall, right? So we started the actual planning for that right after we finished commencement. So the institutional response teams that we put together, we expanded those right after commitment, uh, commencement. So I expanded those teams so that we had five different um, response team units, if you will. We focused on different um, areas of the institution and what we needed to do. And we planned throughout the summer. We had different, we literally had five different scenarios for the fall. So scenario one was, you know, we would come back and there would be no restrictions. We wouldn't have to do social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. Scenario two, pretty much what we're doing right now, right? Scenario three is we were we would start online and stay online all semester and then scenario four and five. So you know, we'd start, we'd start in person, then we'd have to go online. So we, we, we did all these different scenarios so that we would prepare for the worst and hope for the best, and that's what we've done. And so as I've tried to share in my communication with campus, we are prepared, okay, for whatever happens. I hope to God it doesn't happen, but we're prepared to be able to pivot and maneuver Through what we're dealing with right now because we've done that scenario planning so we're we're prepared for whatever we have to prepare for I just hope that we can maintain and and keep things as they're going through the semester now
0: very good so through our current um state with the new COVID guidelines could you actually speak a little bit on those that we're currently going through
1: yeah so I mean, you know you walk around campus, and I'm so proud of our students. you know it is ninety degrees outside today, <laughs> and we still have our students wearing their masks even outside. and you know I think I really, really thank our students for doing that. Um so we're wearing our masks pretty much everywhere, and we're doing the social distancing in classes. we're even doing them in the residence halls. um we're even doing them across campuses in different buildings. Um, you know, when students <laughs> I, I'm so sorry that we have to do this. You know, there's nothing we can do about this. I know you want to hang with your friends and and have fun and, and do all the things that college students do, and and I just ask that you just hang in there with us. And and the more we can do this now, the better it's going to be in the long run. You know, that the the shorter time we'll have to do this um, and put this all behind us. But we're abiding by all the CDC um, guidelines. You know, you know, going to the dining halls, we're serving everything and and to-go containers, you know? Um, We're sanitizing the bejeebers out of everything. You walk into any building and it smells like a doctor's office, right? I mean, we're doing all these things that we can to keep our community safe, and that's really, really important. You know, you walk around campus, you see all the signs about social distancing and, and making sure we're staying six feet apart. We have entrances and exit signs throughout every single building, which directions to walk in, making sure we're reminding people to keep their masks on. We're doing testing as needed um, for students that are either showing symptoms um, or you know, have been recommended to get a test. Um, we will adapt that as we need to. Um, as the tests are available, all of those different factors are um, impacting how and when we do testing. We're doing contact tracing, which is a challenge, as you know. As you know, you're taking a health assessment every day you're, you're, you know, using the mobile app to figure out where you're going so that, that somebody does have symptoms, we can make sure we know exactly who you've been around and can share that information. All of these things we are doing to make sure that we're keeping our students and our employees safe.
0: So with all that being said, how did it actually feel for you to actually see students return to campus this fall?
1: Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful, <laughs> and um, up until, you know, up until Welcome Weekend, it was just, is this really going to happen? And and honestly, I you know, it, you start to say, did we make the right decision, right? You know, did we make the right decision? Is this the right thing for us to do? And I will tell you that I am extremely thankful for the fact that Tiffin University is in Seneca County in Tiffin, Ohio, in a very small community, right? So that, you know, when you when you keep things in perspective, the challenges that we're dealing with because of COVID-19 are very different than they are in bigger cities, different parts of the country. You know, even in Columbus or Cincinnati or Detroit, Michigan, or wherever, it's very different than it is here in Tiffin, Ohio. And so um, that's a blessing for us. And so seeing a campus come to life there's nothing like it you know um you know when you're a president of a of a college or a university you want to see students i mean that's the reason we're here <laughs> we wouldn't have jobs if we didn't have our students here and so i mean you're the reason that we come to work every day and you know to see your your smiling faces or your you know your your all of our students are walking around right now with their, you know, some sort of headphones in, you know, and you're, you're on your phones, and but you're here and you're engaged and you're doing all these wonderful things and that's why we do what we do. So I couldn't be happier that we were able to actually bring you back this fall. We'll manage through all the nuances that we have to do with COVID-19 and we'll make it through it, but I'm so happy that our students are back this fall.
0: Personal thing that I like to at least talk about a little bit Um, Was moving in this semester. I thought it was amazing that we got the little um, the bags with all the preparational materials for COVID, and it had the one-time use thermometers. We even got a nice, huge selection of masks. If you ask me, because I only had my personal mask that I had, so I thought that was really cool to have. I had at least like five of them, I believe, in my bag, and then the big bottles of hand sanitizer. I keep (laughs) in my room. It's right on my desk, so whenever I walk in, I always make sure to sanitize, and it's all great that's great planning on
1: thank you for saying that I will tell you we have amazing staff here and you know that was a very thoughtful process to say what could we give students when they got here to do the very best we could to make sure we were practicing what we were preaching right and what could we give you to, to make sure that you were going to have what you needed to stay safe right So when you're in your residence hall room with your roommates, you know, what could we at least do to to get you started to make sure that you were safe? And so, yeah, we did a really, really good job with that. I'm very proud of our team for that. So thank you for recognizing that.
0: So there's some schools that have unfortunately gone remote for the beginning of their semesters, but Tiffin is different and unique because we actually returned our students. Is there anything that we've learned so far by returning our students versus starting remote?
1: So, you know, I, th- I said earlier that any time you have any kind of disruption or, or you know, issue that happens, um, it's always good if you can learn from it. And I will tell you, and it's, you know, it's like anything, nothing's perfect. It's, nothing is ever going to be perfect. But it's been amazing how our faculty and staff have been able to learn from this. So whether it was welcome weekend, right, and how well that, that um, weekend went in terms of checking in all of our students, or you know, a lot of our students that weekend to this hybrid modality of, of classrooms that we're offering this fall and how we're just really changing up the semester to make sure that we're keeping our students safe. So you know in most classes, you know half of our students are coming one day and the other half are coming on the other day. And then the faculty are working with the students, using technology to offer a remote um, you know, lecture or classroom on that off day. That's pretty brilliant, right? And it's not necessarily the best maybe for students in the beginning, but once they learn it, and once they're able to adapt to it, that's a pretty neat learning um, opportunity for both our faculty and our students. And that's a way to leverage technology in a way that maybe we hadn't you know, really learned to do before this. So. I think there's opportunities that we have been able to take advantage of or opportunities that we have learned from because of this, right? The other thing that we've learned, and I've just been so proud of our team, is, you know, when this happened, we went to virtual visit days and virtual orientations pretty, pretty quickly. And they have been extremely successful, very successful, because now, you know, a family can actually just come on a Zoom Um, meeting instead of having to travel hours to come to campus. We had some students that came here this fall without ever seeing a baseball baseball field or the performing arts laboratory, right? But they were still able to engage with with our students and with our faculty and staff via a, a technology, and that worked for them. So we've been able to learn how we can leverage technology in ways that we never thought of before. Now, in my opinion, human interaction and human relationships will never ever fully be substituted by anything, right? Because I think as human beings, we were made to have relational interaction with people, but we have learned to really, really mitigate and, and learn through this disruption and keep going. And that's pretty neat that we've been able to do that. So we've learned a lot from that and that just makes you stronger in the end. So I think that's a positive.
0: Definitely. So we've mentioned what it's been like for the students and how we've tried to regulate their safety, but from the administrative side with social distancing and all of the new guidelines that we have to follow, how has it been for all of the actual staff and for members of the board or how meetings have gone?
1: So we, when this happened back in March and you know all the students went online, slowly we started to um, have all of our employees work remotely. So pretty much through, um, July, we were working remotely, and we did a lot of services, you know, um, via um, remote services. And then we would have essential staff come on campus. So we did a lot of rotating of staff. And then as we were getting close to the fall start, we started to test some things with our summer, too, because in the second summer session, we have students that came back to campus because it was a nice, small pilot for us. So we started to pilot that also with our faculty and staff. And then getting ready for August and for the fall start, we made sure that we we always are always about safety first. And so whether we have employees, any faculty or staff that that are compromised or have any kind of um, compromising health situation or their family members do, we have a system set up with human resources that they can um, opt to to work from home. So they have to go through a. a sorry, they have to go through a protocol system, but then they would, they're able to actually work from home because we always wanna ensure their safety. So that's an opportunity for faculty and staff to work from home. We also have certain staffs that are rotating. So not, they're not 100% in the office. So some are working from home, because again, we, worked, we learned that we could do that in the spring. So we have some staff, not everybody, but some staff that are working from home, again, as needed. So we, and then as our students are doing the um, health and health assessments every morning, every day before they they come in, so are our employees, all right? So they're doing the self, the same health protocols that our students are, the same contact tracing that our students are. So we're doing the same kinds of measures that we're expecting our students to
0: do. So we've talked about the measures that we've taken for this semester. What are the plans going into the rest of the semester and also into next semester?
1: So it depends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, It depends if we can continue to mitigate um, the number of cases. So, you know, we have isolation housing for students that are positive. Um, and so far we're able to take care of that, right? We've been able to manage the number of cases and and, and, and isolate them from campus, so we're good. So, so long as we're able to do that and manage that, then we'll continue down this course. It just depends on what happens. Um, It depends on what happens not only with us, but with Seneca County, with the state of Ohio, there are so many factors. So I can't really tell you exactly what we're going to do. But again, that scenario planning that I had mentioned before, we have a plan in place for if we would have to go remote, how we do that. Um, It's really important for us that our campus-based students, so our 900 and some odd students that are living in the residence halls, plus about another 400 or so that are commuting, so our campus-based traditional student population, it's really important that we keep you as a cohort. So God forbid we would have to go online or we would have to, you know, go do what we had to do in March. We're going to keep you separate than we would our online student population than what we have. So we're gonna to continue to keep you separate from that. So a lot of what we've done with this hybrid learning model, we would do something similar to that. It would just be a remote version of that. So we're prepared to do that if we have to do that. Um, depending on what COVID looks like, we would either allow students to stay here or potentially have to send students home. Even last spring when this happened, if students couldn't go home, we allowed them to stay here. So all those are options, but I can't nor will I say I'm going to do this because more than likely I'll have to change my mind, right? Because there are so many variables. This is not a situation where I think it's wise to draw a line in the sand and make a decision because things change so often. So all I can tell you is, I will make a decision and I am prepared to make a decision, but it depends on what the situation is.
0: Sounds great. And we're getting through all of this together. We're learning together, we're bonding together, we're making it through together.
1: That is the only way, Destin, that we're gonna make it through this, is together. That's absolutely right. So I appreciate everybody that's been involved. And frankly, we've been doing this so well together. Every day has been a good day because we've been able to figure out a way to do it together. And when, when I listen to some of my colleagues and some of the other institutions across the country and some of the challenges that they're having, I am extremely thankful for this institution and the people that are here.
0: That sounds amazing, that's, that's great. It that speaks volumes about us. It does. Well, that is all that I have for you I'd like to thank you so much for coming in today and thank you for everything that you've been doing to keep staff and students safe here on campus.
1: It has been my absolute pleasure. I love this job. I love the students that we serve and, um, you know, like you said, it takes all of us to do it. So we are dragging strong. We will continue to be and we'll continue to take it one day at a time until this passes us. So thank you. Thanks for asking.
0: No problem. We hope to have you on many times again.
1: Happy to do it.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Euphoric Collective Podcast. I would once again like to thank the president of Tiffany University, Dr. Lillian Schumacher, for taking the time to speak with us. Also, the Tiffany University Music Department for making this possible, but most importantly, you, the listeners. My name is Destin Pfeiffer, always reminding you to have fun, stay safe, and always remember that even the biggest dreams can still come true. We'll see you back here next time.